Oh, thank you. <laughs> That's the outro. <laughs> All subject matter of the preceding podcast is entirely alleged and not admissible in a court of law. A recklessly minimal effort has been taken to change the names and details of any guilty parties. And just in case you rat bastards get any ideas, the hosts of this podcast are notorious and well-documented liars with illegally admissible credibility. This is Mama C, and you're listening to Notes from the Pen Podcast. Welcome to prison, bitch. Saucy lady. Ed, greetings from the Persian Industrial Complex. You're listening to the Notes from the Pen podcast. And I am the captain of your ship, Freddie Schnertz. Of course, I have along with me in the boat wake, your favorite convict and mine, Chino. What's up, Bobby? Herp, 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 herp. What's up? Uh, yeah, we're out here doing our thing. We've been uh, vigilant and motivated lately. Something about the 15 beer equation that has uh, rendered germ and me motivated, ready to go. And uh, here we are. I'm standing outside. It's sunny out today. Cold, but no wind and sun, the sun's out. So. What they say, sun's out, fun's out. <laughs> I'm sure that's what they say on the uh, prison yard. <laughs> that's what I say. You know, you know, I was just taking a shower. We both had to shower simultaneously, and in spirit, we were together, me and the captain. And when I was showering in there, I remember the viewer question that was, hey, because I, I had my eyes closed because uh, I washed my face, and uh, him saying, do you, do you what, I don't remember how he worded it, but can you, you uh, ever close your eyes when you're in the shower? And my sh- answer should have been, no, 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 I bring a blindfold in. <laughs> I bring a blindfold just to, and just wait. <laughs> Hasn't worked out yet. No one's bitten, but... uh. So, yeah, so here we are. Yeah, and on today's episode, we got a, a few little things cooking. Uh, we never talked about the inauguration, so we can uh, address that quickly. Bobby, your thoughts? Everything's better now. Yay. Okay, inauguration uh, talk is over. And <laughs> we could probably get to some viewer questions. we got some decent ones. Uh, we, oh, we've had somebody reach out to us on our audio messaging and we could get to that we talk about uh, Bobby's son that's going to be some before we get to any of the um I'd like to talk about Ireland as well um but maybe we should before we do Neil that, O'Neill. maybe we should maybe we should go ahead and talk about cash real quick you know take care of the serious stuff and then we'll oh we'll cash money play fuck around yeah all cash money, as he's corrected my mom once before. Hey, cash. Hey, hey grandma. It's cash money. And I believe I like to believe he dusted his little seven-year-old shoulder off. He's ten now. Well, um, the viewers haven't haven't spoken to the kid in over a year. Grandma hasn't seen him in over a year, and um, she got him today. And I got to, you know, there was a big uproar because not just grandma, after Mama C, Saint producer. Part yeah, of the honestly. team. The squad. But there was a big uproar over it like about a year and a half ago because after two plus years, two and a half, almost three years, the kid's, the kid's not an inmate. He's a convict. He's no snitch. He, uh, without being told not to, he just never mentioned it to the old uh, 
the old um, battle axe on the other side. And I guess she found out at some point. I guess he said, this is her version. He said, my dad's birthday today. <laughs> she was like, well, how do you know? How do you know that? And he's like, he told me. <laughs> and she was like, no, no, how dare you? She, I don't want to besmirch her too bad, but no more grandma, a monarchy visit, no more auntie Amber visit. No, obviously no more talking to me. How dare you let your son talk to his son. And so, she finally got him, got him today, and the 23-year-old was like, are you going to talk to him? And I was like, ooh, no. no. She's like, why not? Which is what you said, too, and I was like, I haven't really thought about it, mainly because it's the whole reason that she cut off ties, and I don't think it's going to be the last time I'm on this, so I don't want to jump right in there. And ultimately, it's up to him. It was always up to him. You know, he went a couple months where my mom was like, if you know... You can talk to your dad. They're like, he's never getting out of prison. He's, you know, he'll never get out of prison. You can never talk to him. He can't use your phone. And my mom doesn't lie to him. And she said, no, he does use the phone. I talk to him when he's, you know, and he would say, who's dad on the phone? She said, it's your dad. And she said, you know, later, she said, you know, you can talk to him whenever you want. It's up to you. He said, okay. And then a couple of weeks later, she said, I, I want to talk to him. And so we talked. And it's the same way. It's up to him. I don't want to put him in a weird position where he feels like he can't tell his grandma what he's doing. Like, somehow he associates it with bad thing. Anyways, I called mom and she got all quiet. She's like, oh, we just got back from Culver's. We got the birds. We're back at the house. She's whispering because he's around. And I don't think she, she said, we had a really good conversation in the car though. It was just me and him. I can't wait to tell you about it. And I said, oh, I was kind of like windswept just like after I, she was telling me this. And I said, is, is he's okay though? Is he? And then saying those words out loud, I realized like, it like hit me in the chest like, you know, I, you assume, like, you would know if something bad happened, something was going on with him, but it, it, it sucks not knowing, just knowing for a fact that your kid's okay. And then, like, I got all glassy-eyed, had to face away from the line. I called you afterwards, because I didn't want to keep her, because I could tell she was trying to, like, they were doing stuff. I said, okay. And she said, well, whatever, I don't want to get too in-depth. But she was like, we had a really good conversation, you know, about you. And, I, you know, I told her, give him some money and give him money for her sister and uh, anyways I called you later and it took me a good 15 minutes to kind of recombobulate my mind because that was like a, it's a heavy thing so yeah so but it's good it's good that she he's with her and she was worried she's like it's been over a year and a half I wonder I said listen when I used to see your dad pop it sometimes would be a year and a half two years and I just loved him so I would just run and she said when he came outside before he got in the car did anything he just ran up and gave me the biggest hug that made her feel real good. I said, I knew he would. I told you. I loved you. So, yeah, so that's what's going on. Can, I, can you allow me to paint this a little bit better? To, uh, not better, but uh, I feel like as a if, since I'm lead viewer and, and listen to all this stuff, I feel like I would be a little bit confused. Uh, basically, you haven't seen or got to talk to basically the grandma that's not Mama C has custody and is the guardian of of your son. This is correct? Yeah. And she don't have a whole lot of big love for our favorite convict. And you have one minute <clears throat> remaining. Under the circumstances, mm, I, I guess we could, I, I guess if, you know what, uh, I, I, Bobby, like you, you grant her that. You're like, okay, yeah, if you want to hate me and that makes you feel better, Okay, 
that's that's straight. But she doesn't like the idea of Cassius talking to you whatsoever. So that's the problem. Right. So once she found out that Mama C was passing the phone off every once in a while and letting him talk to his father, and this goes against you specifically, or like this really tugs at your heartstrings because you're you're kind of fucked up by not knowing your father, or at least you know that's just something that that weighs on you in the back of your mind. So you don't want to be the guy that's not looking to talk to his dad or his son because that shit happened to you. So that eats away at you. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I'll, let me hit you back on all that. That's a good point. I don't know what we've covered and what we haven't covered. on I know I've covered this with you. Thank you for using. Yeah, so over the years, when I first came down, I wrote her this letter about, like, listen, I, this isn't about me and you. It's not even about what Monica would want, and you know she would want it being as white as it is. Uh, this is about what the kid deserves, and that's all I'm asking. Get out your own way. Like, let's remove ourselves from this and let him. To no avail. I mean, it was it was one of the better things I've ever written in my life, and I made sure to write an extra copy of it, send it to my mom, because she just threw it away and, and threw a proxy. She said, don't tell them never to write me again. Um, so that I saved. I got a three-ring binder of letters I've been writing to them for years. And I had this canvas notebook made, and every day I'd wake up and take, make journal entries to him, you know, like what I was thinking about going through, what I was going through, all that stuff, and just, you know, advice to him and stuff. Do birthday cards every year for my draw and make little pop. Anyways, he's got a whole bunch of stuff, and I would. Uh, we did the podcast episode to the phone, and then at some point when she cut ties, I still have my parental rights um, because they initially try to take them when when you have like a guardianship and you're going to be in prison for a while. But I told him I said, "Listen, I'm going to fight." I CPS, Child Protective Services, whatever branch. It was. I said, listen, I'm going to fight this harder than I'm going to fight my trial. You're not taking, I'm a great father. And they went and did, it was like a foregone conclusion. Like, no, we're taking your parental rights. And then the lady went, she was actually really sweet. She went and did interviews. She said, I'll look into it and came back. I was like, yeah, everyone says you're a good dad. We're not going to press for parental rights. In case. So because I had parental rights, I'm allowed to talk to them. So I filed paperwork because my mom's big thing was like, well, let's not take her to court or anything. Because then she might cut us off. So when she cut them off anyways, I'll be, well, there's nothing to lose. And I went through with legal stuff. They shot me down because they didn't have a lawyer. And I don't know. I'm not fluent in legal language and procedure and all that stuff. But I was just saying, I, the point was that I, I want him to know that I fought for him every step of the way to, to be in his life. Because that was a big thing for me. There was, I don't know my real dad. And at the end of the day, you're like, there wasn't one moment where he wanted to know what was going on with his first son, if I was even alive or anything. Never, like, once did you want. So I just want to, I want him to ever think that. So, you know, that's kind of where it ended up until a month ago when she reached out to my mom. Almost assuredly because he was like, hey, how come, like, he's real, he's a lot like me. And I was telling you, he's, he's like me, but more confident, naturally confident. But his, his brain, he's a smart kid, he's, emotionally intelligent, whatever. He's, he's a great kid, and you, and you can't pull the wool over his eyes. So I'm sure he was saying stuff like, hey, well, how come I can't see Grandma? Like, what's going on? And then, um, and now she's gone. So, yeah. Yeah, I can imagine that she, for, you know, six months you could be like, oh, she's busy. Oh, you can't do nothing if I'm the other grandma. And then Corona hits, and then she's got a built-in excuse. Oh, no, you can't go visit Meemaw and Pap-Pap. Or whatever 
he calls uh, Mama C. And so, yeah, but I guess that finally, well, that's positive. I'm glad uh, he got to see Mama C, and Mama C, I know, loves him, and that's a good thing. I know you didn't get to talk to him, but that's, uh, I can see why you'd kind of feel like you're playing with fire if you do talk to him, because then you might, it might be another year and a half that Mama C doesn't get to see him. And then that's jacked up, too. Well, Mama C's moving away soon, and um, she's only going to get so many. But yeah, it's a heavy thing, and it's but it's it's better than what the alternative was with nothing. You know, he he loves my sister, he loves my mom, my dad, and all that stuff. So it's good. So yeah, so that was a little thing that's going on today. I got to call her later and talk to her more about what was going on. Do you want to talk about your taking heat from uh, your wife's friends? <laughs> well, yeah, since we're sharing everything, <laughs> um, apparently there's been some backlash completely prematurely before her episode even came out. But by the time this is out, it'll be the, the one that uh, our little setup to it hers, and then the secondary one. So I guess the first one came out, the little setup one, and her friends and people in her life are like, are you sure you're not dating Jeremy? He seems to speak highly of you. The other guy doesn't seem like he's a big fan. What's up with that? Like, type of shit. And uh, just got so worked up about it last night. She was telling me that. <laughs> and um, you brought up a good point, which was like one of the first things. I said, you're like, yeah, I know this about you, and I'm kind of the same way. I'm not, you're not big on, you're never going to catch me out around people and going, I'm in a committed relationship. It's wonderful. She's the best. I love her. That's just not me. I'm a, you said it perfectly. You're like, you're still a cynic. People listen to this annoyingly positive. And I don't know what people wanted out of that. You were our, you had just, for all intents and purposes, fully met her through those calls. And you were impressed. And you were like, yeah, she's smart. And fun. All things I already know. Yeah, but I like but her she, more than you. She's great. Because you, you clearly don't even care about it. <laughs> clearly, which is like what was insinuated, kind of. And first of all, if I was listening to a podcast and you were complimenting her, as you should have been, and I jumped in and we just had a jerk-off fest about how great she was, I'd instantly be like, unfollow, maybe fling my uh, iPhone or whatever device I was listening to it on up against the wall, and like, I'm not going to... So we were just supposed to be like, and and the way she rolls her, like, and the, when she gets to really laugh and it gets high, I'm not, I don't do any of that, first of all. Second of all, this is like a personal, and, and, and the one that came out right before this, you'll hear me say, this feels kind of vulnerable. I don't know. Like, can I keep something to myself? Like, I don't have a problem. She wanted to talk to you and you wanted to know about it. That's fine. But this wasn't my idea. That was her thing. And I didn't get a chance to hear it, so I don't know what the tone was there. And I'm, I'm just going to assume that she was raving about me and when she's a cynical asshole, too. And then I'm just going to come out and fucking just trip all over. Whatever. The point is... Keep digging. So I make some sort of fucking... Oh, so I don't flawlessly make it through this with, uh, a budding relationship that's being blasted across the planet to thousands of people on 
something that I can't even hear her version of. I guess I was supposed. I guess I didn't perform. So I, all of you who've done this successfully over a podcast while you've been in prison after the shit I've been through, um, send me your notes. I'd, I'd love to hear them because I'm sorry I let you guys down, and apparently I'm a prick. And at the end of the day, go fuck yourself. <laughs> it's really how I feel about it. Yeah, you know. So, uh, okay. All right. Okay, so next LOP, I think everybody can look forward to the the Freddie and Jen podcast. Oh, God. You're a prick, too. I mean, you did what... She's likable. Oh, I don't know why you don't care for her. I know she's she's absolutely... <laughs> she's absolutely likable. I'm not going to gush over her when you're doing it already. Like what? A, hey, dumb dumbs, who real, had a problem with why, it? Didn't you, you see? Like, didn't you see what we were naturally doing? I can't be the one doing. You know how gross that sounds. I'm like, my girl is this, that, and the other thing, and she's better than yours. That doesn't work. My co-host does it, and I play cool about it. Have you guys not been paying attention? Do like we got to spell this shit out for you? I All right, think I she's great. This is I. I just don't know why it's so difficult for you to you know to say something complimentary about her. She's a piece of shit. <laughs> All right, that's it. I'm I'm bleeping that. I, well, what do you want me to? You, you're not. No one's gonna force me to do it. So, like, really, I just want to rebel harder against it. She knows how I feel. I'm not gonna come out here and tell you how I won Christmas. How like these gifts that these things that I did for her would just melt your fucking heart. That's between us. That's for us, man. I don't want to. I don't have to share everything with you guys. You guys can know about it, okay, but I don't wait, have to wait, tell wait, all wait. you guys. You don't have to tell us at all. We already listened to the Jen episode. Yeah. Well, yeah, but apparently I do. Apparently I, I need to somehow listen to that and whatever. I, there's no way I'm not coming off like a prick. <laughs> right now. But I was apparently I was coming off like a prick because I'm not handling the public display of this new, um, very meaningful relationship to me. Apparently, I'm not handling it the right way or something. It which sounded kind of condescending when you said very meaningful. I don't know why you're so mean to her. What do you What do you tell me what I should like about her? Because clearly you do, and I have no idea what's good about her. <laughs> All right, let's go. We got we to gotta go. I'm, there's a part of me that loves being irate about shit, you know? And this is like self-righteous indignation for me. Um, it's said half in jest. But there is some truth in there uh, of some genuine, genuine annoyance with me about that. Fuck off. You guys tell me how to do it. I'm sorry I didn't do it flawlessly so far. And it's not me. That's not me. I don't do that. I don't really, So go ahead. Keep I, playing devil's advocate. I don't love friend. how you keep saying fuck off. I mean, I, me and Jen's other friends that do care for her, you know, that's, <laughs> that's completely taking shots at us. Now, that's, that's taking shots yeah. at her roommates, at her friends. You know, my crew. Yeah. It's who it's aimed at. Okay, so I guess we're gonna have to <laughs> switch I don't I don't I don't want my man to look bad here, so we're gonna have to switch directions because he's clearly You digging, love it. You're a piece of shit. Just himself love a it. Hole. This is not going well. <laughs> not going well at all. So we got some viewer questions. And <clears throat> I'm happy to report 
we got our first viewer questions in from Ireland. Ireland known as the land of the island of Leprechaun? Potatoes? Potato famines? I I don't I feel like it's it's a something. But we got and one of the things that she it's points a out something. Hey professor, what the fuck does that mean? Well, I, I can't think it's a No, I feel like it's like the something isle, like uh, yeah, I don't know, the enchanted Are you isle? fucking around? No, I really don't know, but I, I feel like it does have the Emerald Isle. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Okay. Keep Elon Musk out of there. So we have Neela at Neela McCarthy, and she has a couple what? viewer questions. So I think she's a little bit. I don't think she's upset. But she did point out, she was quick to point out that when we did the American Idiots episode and we talked about all the different accents of English-speaking countries and just accents all around the world and it's just cool to have international listeners and kind of always always makes us go, oh, shit, really? Like, y'all listen to that? Um, yeah, so she points out that we forgot Ireland. And this was something that I mentioned to Bobby right away afterwards you know, I go to edit, and then I go talk to him like the next day or whatever, and I'm like, hey, man, look how stupid we are. We forgot Ireland. So we think we're going to do a little segment on Ireland since we have Ireland. Another thing I didn't do right. Jesus fucking Christ. Let it go. Fuck off. I'm sorry. I'm still. <laughs> okay. Let's so so, uh, so let's just get to uh, Neela's questions. So she asked, number one, <clears throat> As an Irish listener, I was hoping. To- <laughs> I knew you were going to love that. <laughs> Just to piss you off. I was hoping to hear some. <laughs> oh, what a dummy. What a dummy. <laughs> I was hoping to hear. You know what? Let's get to question number two first because that seems like a little easier one. And then I think we can riff a little bit more on number one. Given the fact that the Irish famine led to a mass exodus towards America and most of the exiles ended up becoming racist slash corrupt law enforcement. You have one minute remaining. Irish. Is there any anti-Irish sentiment among the prison population? That's an interesting question. Um, yeah, totally. We call them uh, mix shit. It's like the slang for... Uh, anyone with fair skin and lighter. No, no, there's not because that would take way too. See over here, it's, most people are mixed. Um, especially where I'm at, maybe like in the Boston area, you might be, you might assume someone's Irish here. Everyone's mixed. So it's really just white. is like the thing. And there's anti-white sentiment everywhere as there should be. <laughs> and, uh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, so no, not no, No, there's not. That's probably some, how me and you, you know what it is? It's probably how me and you are self-conscious about the fat, dumb Americans. That's the Irish version of it. Oh, that you think they're right, self-conscious man. of uh, Irish exodus? Right. Thank you for using. Yeah, I got so your back, not- me laddie. <laughs> and I don't like that you told me your last name because it's forever. To, to me, I like to think that her name's Neela O'Neill. And then maybe... 
Macklemany or something even more Irish after that. But Neil O'Neill was like just superbly Irish. And so Neil, you will forever be Neil O'Neill from here on out to me. You so, uh, yeah, I, I'm sure, I'm sure it's some of that. Yeah. Do you, <laughs> I, now I imagine generations ago, there was, uh, people making fun of Mick's or Patty Murphy's or whatever, you know, whatever slang you had, there was for, for, what a lazy, like, derogatory nickname, calling someone a Mick because a lot of their last names start with Mick. <laughs> like, what a, like, come on, step it up, racist Americans. Yeah, and what, what a weird way to be. It's just more xenophobic because we're talking about people that are whiter than the, you know, average American white person. They come over, and then people, and they're getting hated on. They're too white. <laughs> they're like they're like they're mad at like the uh, all the brown people. They're like they ain't white enough. And then the Irish people come over and they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa! We said white. Now that's white, white. That's too white. Where does this red hair thing come from? This guy's got freckles. <laughs> and then the signs go up, and the not Irish need not apply. Yeah, I think that's just general xenophobic. But, yeah, I think we're generations away from that. Like, I don't even remember any Irish uh, hate as a kid. And, you know, I grew up in the 80s, so. But it's on us to bring it back. Yeah, maybe we're not working hard enough. <laughs> uh, and, uh, here we have uh, question number, the other question was, as an Irish listener, very difficult for me not to do leprechaun voice. I was hoping to hear some uneducated, off-the-cuff opinions from you guys about Ireland during the American Idiots episode, uh, please feel free to expand on it because it really sucked. Damn, <laughs> out of the blue. Well, we kind of went over this a little bit when we were doing just our little bullshit around. We weren't going to uh, lay anything down today. And uh, we instantly, non stick wise, went into complete American Idiot mode where I was like, name four cities in Ireland, which I quickly replied, Dublin? Dublin, Dublin, Dublin. I don't, I don't fucking know. We Dublin literally, City? we literally couldn't think of one. What you said, um, Glasgow, and yeah. we're still not sure. Yeah. I wouldn't bet my soul that it's that it's not Scotland. Yeah, I don't know if it's Scotland. I don't know what the hell it is, but I looked at the map, and it damn sure ain't in Ireland. It's in northern UK. And then you came up with a you're like a B, and I'm like, yeah, Boston. Boston, Ireland. We do have Boston. Boston and Dublin. How about Rhode Island? I don't know. Uh, uh, I swear there's like a Kilkenny, Ireland. What about that? I looked at the map and saw uh, Cork. Seems like a a bigger town. But I cheated and looked at the map. I would have had no... I didn't, you know... They make suckers there. Cork suckers? You set it up, asshole. I know, I know. Aside from Dublin City and Boston, we don't know too many, too many towns in Ireland. Uh, I would say there's a. What else we got that we know about Ireland? You two. There's Clover McCaddy Town. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. There was what? Go ahead. Clover Cloverville McCaddy Town. Is that there's a lot of commerce comes out of Cloverville, McCaddy Town, and I think that's originally where Bono's from. Who is I think he did 23 and Me, and he 
12% labor. I don't know. Listen, I don't, we're stupid Americans and we're, we don't know enough. Are you seem like you might be part Irish? No, you're probably English. You're uh, the ones that were like, you're too white. <laughs> Get out of here. Actually, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm mainly English, but there, I do have a great grandmother that's uh, Irish. So yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit of that. As See, well. that's how the American Irish seems to be like really mixed in. Um, Where's Notre Dame play football? That's got to be in Ireland. Oh yeah, for sure it is. They fly them over here. They fly. They used to be they bring them over on the boat, and then now they fly them over in for their college games. So there's that. Um, they make Lucky Charms whiskey. With <laughs> clover, Lucky Charms, which there's. I feel like they're getting they're skimping on the actual marshmallows, the charms in there. I feel like it's all just that brown cardboard shit now. Something I've been I I don't know enough about uh, the Conor Irish, McGregor, uh, Conor McGregor, the Irish Republican Army, isn't that the IRA? I mean, they used to have yeah, uh, that is they the used to have beef with the Northern Ireland, which I don't know enough about that beef. What's that all about? So uh, a chunk of Northern Ireland, uh, the Brits are like, I think hey, it had yeah. to do with the I think. That shit's ours. Go ahead. Yeah, we stuck a flag in that dirt. That's ours. And the Irish are like, well, no, it's part of our island. It's got to be ours. And So I can see where the beef. Oh, this is some real dumb American shit. I thought they colonized all of Ireland, and then that's where they beat them back to, like, <laughs> northern Ireland. And I thought it had something to do with Protestant and Catholics as well. It definitely had something to do. And i got to imagine the majority of Ireland is Catholic, but... The the British controlled part. I think the IRA be. was Protestant. Oh, okay. So they were on the Brits team. No, the IRA was against the Brits. They were trying to get the Brits out of there. That was what their whole war was. Well, then they like, would have to be Catholic. Real Wouldn't it be like Irish versus Church of England? Yeah, I don't know. I think they were just, I think the Protestants just wanted, I, dude, we're so stupid. We just we're really have no over right. skis oh. right now. <laughs> yeah, we are. Right. No, Sinead O'Connor tore up a picture of the Pope, and I think she was for the IRA. She was Protestant, you know what I mean? No, I'm still confused about the whole thing, but I have uh, sat at a bar and had Irish car bombs. Which might great. be insensitive. Great. Kind of derogatory. Yeah, definitely. It's better than uh, the Taliban suicide vest. That is a spicy drink. It's just Tabasco in blood. All right. I think I, I think we've exhausted this. I need to pull the ripcord on that. But let's say this, though. Anila, uh, the captain kind of left this out. When he brought you up first, in, in your question, he was like, oh, we he, we instantly thought it was cool to have a, a, another Irish uh, viewer, and that I was especially impressed that the idea of you binge listening to our ridiculous show, and he was like, and she's funny, so there you go. We love you, Neil O'Neill. Oh, interesting. I'm see, are we completely out of line? I think we're completely out of line. I think we're really like, especially me. I don't want to apologize to all my Irish viewers. Come on, do your I'm an idiot. Do your terrible Irish. I mean, you're one. I, I didn't mean terrible. 
I mean, it'll probably sound terrible to them, but don't you have like a Conor McGregor impression? No, just my favorite thing. I actually wrote it into uh, the pilot episode of the show about prison, um, where the main character is trying to get the nerve up to like, it's a long story, but to, to jerk off successfully where he's getting interrupted and he's, he's giving up hope and he's watching TV. He's watching TV as he's brushing his teeth at night, and there's the uh, famous Conor McGregor thing where he's in the cage after he wins the, the title. He says, I'd, uh, I'd like to apologize to, and then there's the pause. He goes, absolutely no one, which is just so terrible. <laughs> but I was doing that earlier, and uh, so yeah, I can't do an Irish accent. Otherwise, I'd be doing it all the time. A way better accent. Uh, and I should point out, and this is just, uh, I don't, this probably isn't show fodder, but Neela says that uh, a lot of people in Ireland are uh, not a big fan of McGregor. They would call him a gowl. A gowl? Oh, see, I need this. I need that twang. What's that? Like a rube? Like uh, a red? Like a... Total scumbag idiot. Oh, like kind of like... Um, not what like Bobby the, would uh, deem a true convict, if that makes sense. Okay, yeah, I, I got that about him because I've seen it once seen him on an interview where there was a security guard behind him and he had a gun and this is like when he was first coming up. He's like, Ooh, can I can I can I pose with that? And can I be you just see that he likes the image thing and um almost there's an Italian version of that. Wait a minute, but there, there's an American version of that. Go ahead with Italian and I'll tell you American. Yeah, there's I'm saying but yeah, yeah, rude, like a redneck, right? Like, is that what you're going to say? But there's an Italian version of that. I, I think that's what they're saying. Like, just uh, someone who's a little too stereotypical, over the top, who the average Irish person's like, oh, he gives us a bad name type shit. And uh, we have an Asian version of that, and it's uh, Long Duck Dong from uh, <laughs> 16 Candles. Or yeah, and uh, we have a, you have to understand that this show, we would, of course, be attracted to uh, phenoms, entertainers, anybody that's that brash and that, um, unapologetic. Yeah. If they, uh, why can't I hear this? God damn it. God damn it. We are easily tricked by accents too, especially European accents where we automatically. Well, it's a Ric Flair show. So of course we're going to pay attention to McGregor. Of course we're the, 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 the shoulder swaggy thing. (laughs) <laughs> the, like yeah. noodle arms, like any of that. Oh, after I work out, I'll strut down the rock like that. <laughs> I got the full walk down. I just stare people in the face. Oh, I know somebody else from Boston. Dropkick Murphys. Flog and Molly. Damn it, I meant Ireland. God damn it. Eh, whatever. All right, well, we butchered this. This was a lot funner the first time. We went over the inauguration. You got taffy? Yeah. Yeah, You glad we beat a dead horse? Uh, We went over the inauguration, but just to be sure, Bobby, your thoughts? Oh, everything's better now. Back to you. Oh, and speaking of... Oh, shit. I'm I'm not doing very good at running the board here. So, speaking of fun accents, we did get uh, some viewer audio. And it may be the best viewer audio, so all viewer audio after this, I don't know. It, it just checks a lot of the boxes. We got an accent. It's concise. It's clever. 
It's probably not this button. Oh, maybe it is. <laughs> Robert Caldwell, you stand before us today accused of a litany of offences against societal norms, including but not limited to critical thinking, egregious literacy, candid introspection, pacific intentions, gallows humour, and most seriously of all, an abundance of bonhomie. How do you plead, sir? You're guilty, 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 guilty. Oh, what? Just the French chef kissing his fingers beautiful. That is, uh, and in his most beautiful British ghost dribble way, both was complimentary in a clever way that's not annoying and disgusting, and also slightly insulting because he knows we don't know what bonhomie means. Or he should. What the fuck does bonhomie Oh, he absolutely knows. He's, because he, it's a little game he plays. Oh, well, I don't know that it's a game he plays, but it's like uh, oubliesque or all these other words he has. Uh, you know, he has to, he, he yeah, maybe it's just because he's British and we're stupid. So that could be. It's probably not an extension of being British as much as it's a, uh, an extension of being non-American. Bonhomie. Yeah, I got Which I think is where the lead singer for you two is. Now we're back to... You oh. have one minute remaining. Hey, can you even see the rails from here? <laughs> totally. So, Ghost Dribble, beautiful. You did your thing. No one else ever call in again and leave a message because you will not beat them. Yeah, but you also That's don't have true. to. Go you ahead. also don't have to be shtick either. Uh, yeah, no. You could totally just be like, "Hey, what's up, boys?" And here we got a viewer question. I got, I got one here from Zoop. You want it? It's short. Oh, yeah, we, we forgot to say. Uh, I think we... Travis, uh, straight out of the igloo. I uh, saw some uh, Lenin Marxist books. And, uh, uh, you know, some fellas just wanted me to ask if they were yours. And, uh, Marshall. Yep, yeah, uh, hit me up if you want some uh, grease, some meatballs, and uh, red sauce. We got all that good shit. All right. Now, see, you're a prick. Kathy. You're a goddamn prick. How's that? You're going to lead. You're going to lead. You're going to lead. With Ghost Gerbil's masterpiece. And then you're going to throw that turd against the wall? Thank you for using Mitch. Okay, and now uh, we're recording, Bobby. So that's good. Shut the fuck up. I knew eventually I would forget to hit the record button. And... Uh, Shut the fuck up. May or may not have happened. Uh, yeah, so I don't even know what we were... We, we, played, we played Volch, so that didn't get recorded. We, well, we're uh, we're the whole thing or just this last call? No, just this last call, like last three minutes. Oh, okay. Shit so, on Mitch. Well, no, I just was saying that he had a viewer question, wondering about my my diesel truck. Wondering, you know, he's like, "You're in Florida. What do you need a diesel for?" That doesn't make any sense to me. What What would I need a diesel for in Texas or Montana? I don't. What I guess maybe you have diesel trucks up north when there's snow. I I I, I don't understand why it would be a. If you're in Florida, what do you need a diesel? I don't I don't get it. You know, but, we're worse than all, but like you got to draw the goddamn line somewhere, Mitch. You need to know why he's got a diesel truck. What's next? You know what I mean? What's next? You want to check his dick for bumps? Maybe. Yeah, 
Yeah, Mitch. Thanks a lot. Getting we're a little done. Bit into we're my, not due. This is the last episode. Getting into my business here, Mitch. But so what I was saying is that when I finally realized that the record button wasn't on, is that I did pull a trailer full of Mission Tortilla wraps. So, you know, like fajitas, tacos, burritos. And turns out you put a whole shitload of burrito wraps in a trailer and it's heavy. So you get a diesel truck and then you can pull. So, yeah, there you go. Not that it's anything he deserves to know. The Dirty Mac Studio, I should I should point out, is not uh, new. I think. Oh, it, you need to know that too, Mitch. Yeah, it's an. You 06. want to know what year it was? Oh six Silverado, Mitch. Shit. Yes, I got over two hundred on it. Yes, there's rust flakes around the rim, around the wheel wells. Center caps gone. Yeah, it's got it's oxidized. The paint is oxidized because it's in Florida, dumbass. Mitch. Oh. <laughs> uh, let's see. And I really blame Mitch for the fact that you weren't recording for those three minutes. Well, it got me heated. Mitch, do it. Though. All worked out, rightfully so. I mean, how could you not be asking? You one thing you don't do in Florida, or any any God-fearing country on the planet is ask why someone has a diesel truck. Isn't that... Do you have to be taught that? Apparently? Simmer down, Bobby. I don't get it, man. Okay, so I got a, I got a question here from Toker. He's a... A regular here. Here we go. Do you think most fights are because inmates uh, don't have enough time to jerk off and get enough aggression out? Would there be less fights if there was a requirement of uh, one masturbation per day? Hey, Mitch, do you see this? This is a reasonable question to ask somebody. If jerking off leads to fights, and if maybe we should have mandatory jerk-off sessions so we don't fight as much. Take note. The answer is yes. Yeah, I think we should have mandatory <laughs> jerk-off sessions so we don't fight. Um, before, what you don't know, when we do the pre-show, me and Jeremy both jerk off to completion before we actually start recording. So we don't. Which we didn't do today, which I think is why we're both so worked up. So it's a really good point, too. Yeah, I got a little bit of angst I'm working on because of that. Uh, yeah, full of poison. Got to get the poison out. In high-level qu- prisons, who does the plumbing, electrical work, painting, maintenance, all that type of stuff in there? Well, most high-level prisons have, I think every single one I can think of, every level four prison has a level two attached to it somewhere. They're just separated. So you can be maintenance when you're in level two. When I was in level two, I went from level four oaks to level two oaks. And when I went to level two oaks, uh, I was uh, I was a maintenance worker. And we got the weld and do all kinds of stuff. And we go over to the level four area. 
I got to see all my buddies that are still in Max. And, uh, yeah, so uh, the maintenance crew does that stuff. And had our hands on full-on um, razor knives, utility knives. And they check everything, like each little screwdriver thing. They make sure they register back in. You know what they didn't check? The count on the ones inside the actual, you know how they store in the handle? The the razor blades? Mm-hmm. Hmm. It's a weird thing. Well, I never so. did. Yeah. But I think they just kind of forgot about that. I just never seen them do it and check it. Uh, here, here's another upper level question. When you get out and walk through the gate to the outside air and Stan Hope and Michael Bain are standing there naked, who are you mouth hugging first? I think that's an obvious one. I'm punching. I'm both punching and kissing Michael Bain simultaneously. But it's not, I mean, he's not going to like the way I'm kissing. Have you met any talented people in there, such as artists, singers, rappers? Oh, God. Yeah, I have. Um, there's actually, there's a guy named 42 Doug who has songs with, like, yo, he got signed by Yo Gotti. And he's on, he was just on the MTV and BT Music Awards. I was at Oaks with him on level two, and he's really short, and he uh, was always rapping and singing, which everyone is in here. And I'd be like, oh, shut the but he did his thing, and now he's out there. And uh, there's a guy named T. Grizzly that was in Michigan prison. I wasn't around him, though. He was in the lower level. I think he was only in level one, who uh, was pretty successful out there. And then there's amazing artists in here. I can draw. I've always, like, drawn and painted. Um, it's not, like, my passion, especially anymore. I used to do it for praise and attention. I was never really passionate about it. But people in here, there are some. I'm good at portraits, and then there's people in here that are just, cold where you're like oh my god so there are yeah there are people that are talented in here um everyone tries to do something creative very few are talented but there are some of them in here that are, are definitely talented there's some really good barbers in here that like the best fades i've ever gotten in my life are from uh guys with like the beard trimmers with just the slight extended cold uh, yeah, there's a bunch of talented people here, especially in the creative aspect of things, for sure. Have you ever, or how many times have you seen or heard, or do you have any stories in regards to uh, guards that are just a little bit too pushy, and then all of a sudden karma comes back to uh, bite them in the ass? You have one minute remaining. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's happened. So I don't want to get into any of that stuff earlier. But I'm assuming he's, he's saying like someone is a, a jerk. Um, yeah. If it is, then we're not talking about that. But I, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't think. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, not the I way I took it. it. But yeah, yeah. If, if that's the way we're taking it, then we're not going to answer that. Okay. Yeah, I think that's what we got from. Yeah, I think we've exhausted some tokers. I got a lot more uh, viewer. Well, maybe I don't, but they're hard to find. So, is there anything we haven't exhausted today, Bobby? Uh, we can start thinking about getting out of here. No, I think we're good. I think uh, this is like a prime example of why we have to jerk off every time before every episode, and 
this is a nice little experiment, but it didn't go, go well. No, this was kind of a turn. Thank you for using GTL. On behalf of Mama C, Bobby C. more about Bobby and prison reform, go to notesfromthepen.com. This has been another Notes from the Pen production. And Freddie Schnertz. We gone. We are gone. Is there the one minute warning on that one? Yeah, there was. And it's you again. What do you think about this niche guy? <laughs> I think he's all right. <laughs> Play it. Yeah, we love you, Mitch. Play the outro. <clears throat> I already did. Well, fuck you. What do you think? I need to play you're the fucking outro? Like, you got to be around for it? It's not you're like you do a whole lot. Like it. Captain Mitch. Hmm. Diesel outro. All right. I didn't get to say we are gone. Oh, is that what this is about? For Christ. Of course it's what it's about. And we have been very red-ass today, the both of us. And I would like to apologize on behalf of... Absolutely no one. (laughs) I idiot.